that okay? Yep. One, two, test one, two. Okay. Very good. We are good. All right. I hope I don't get any calls, but we'll see. Okay, so. Uh, oh, one, I want to look at my notes. Um, do, do, do. My notes are where? They are in idea. And, um, it's awesome because I just happened to be taking notes during the phone call, so I know some of the points. Okay, so let's go. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, hello and welcome to a special episode of Everything Acting Podcast. My name is Roz Coleman. On behalf of my partner, Darby Worley, and myself, I want to welcome you to the show. We have a special guest today. Um, it is the wonderful vocalist and actor from the Minneapolis, right? Oops. <laughs> Oops, I see him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me fix that. Okay, so we have a wonderful guest today. He's from St. Louis. He is a wonderful um, cabaret artist as well as an actor. His name is Tim Shaw. Welcome to the show. Hi, Roz. It's great to be here. It's kind of cool because uh, how did we meet, Tim? Uh, we met because I've been a fan of your podcast for years, um, you know, just listening and, and uh, soaking in all the great wisdom and and wonderful support that you guys give actors all around the country. And, uh, and then I decided that I needed uh, some support specifically for me, and, and I, I uh, called you, emailed you, and asked you if you were available, you know, long distance, to kind of coach me through some of the processes of being an actor. And the reason I wanted to have Tim on the show is so many wonderful reasons. One thing is he's, of course, one of us, an actor in the trenches. He's been at it for how long, Tim? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, probably 25 years since college, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we always like to start with the beginning. How did you get bitten? How did you start? Oh, oh gosh, how did I get bitten? I got, <laughs> I got bitten by the bug probably as a little kid going to... Um, you know, high school plays of my older sisters, that sort of thing. And, and um, also, I think, uh, you know, as, as a young kid, you know, probably like 10, 11, 12, being taken to like professional performances in school groups. And, uh, and just, you know, whenever I had a chance to um, uh, see, see, you know, live professional actors on stage, it, it really just kind of sent a, you know, just gave me a lot of energy. I remember uh, this is, feels a little silly, but I was probably about 12 years old, and a friend of mine, uh, his parents took us to uh, this beautiful theater in St. Louis, which was called the American Theater. It's like a Broadway-style house. It was really beautiful. Mm -hmm. A lot of the first-run national tours coming through. And this friend of mine, he was like a political junkie as a kid. And <laughs> so we went and saw James Whitmore in Give Him Hell, Harry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a, a one-man show. And... and I remember sitting in the mezzanine on a matinee, seeing this actor on stage. I didn't know anything about Harry Truman at the time, but just seeing an actor being an actor on stage, you know, in this beautiful theater was just, just a thrill for me. So, you know, and fast forward to college and uh, beyond and, you know, just admiring great actors in film and on stage and, you know, just like everybody else. Uh, that's great. I love those beautiful theaters. You know, I still don't get tired of um, 
of sitting in a theater when the curtain's down and looking up at all the architecture and the ceiling and oh, the right you know, there with you. Yeah. Yeah, the people sitting in the booth and everything. It's just awesome. <laughs> it is. It's great. So, um, I basically wanted Tim to be on the show because after spending I I guess maybe three or four sessions together, Tim shared with me a story that was so inspirational. I was like, let's try and capture lightning in a bottle and tell <laughs> and tell the um the EA podcast family about um, your audition. So uh, take it away, Tim. Well, what Roz is referring to is, you know, I, I live in a market, St. Louis, Missouri, which is yeah, a small, small regional Midwestern market. Uh, there's a lot more professional theater going on here than there was even 10 years ago. That's the good news. But there, there are a ton of actors here, you know, a ton of trained actors, good actors, um, a lot of university programs that train actors here. A lot of people go away to the big cities and come back, and St. Louis is a great place to live. So there's, it's really saturated. And um, uh, I, you know, chose to get an equity card about 11 years ago, which makes it even harder because, you know, out of, if it, for example, one of the theaters I just auditioned for had, I counted in the shows, they cast 33 roles. Five of them were equity contracts that they ended up casting. So those are the percentages you're up against. Um, so anyway, as an actor, I go out and do the best I can to hit every audition that I think is a possibility for me, and even the ones I don't think are possibilities for me. So there was a, a, a round here in the last few weeks of auditions. And uh, talking with Roz, I, I realized that I couldn't just whine and complain about, you know, doing the same things over and over again and getting the same results. So I, I needed to, to do something different. And we, we talked about uh, one of the auditions in specific, uh, specifically, uh, it was for uh, the regional Lort company here, and uh, they do their yearly auditions, and they give you three minutes. And you could do a song, you could do two monologues, you could do a combination of whatever. So we decided to approach it as if it were a three-minute, one-man show. Yes. And uh, that really appealed to me because, as Roz said, I'm, I'm a cabaret performer. And uh, uh, that's a whole other story. We could, we could talk about that on the podcast some other time. <laughs> I know, but as a cabaret performer, I mean, that is a one-man show. So that's something that he's totally. been doing for, for years and teaching others how to do. So this is something he completely understands. Go ahead. And directing them <laughs> and directing them and right. teaching them, which gives me so much as a performer. Mm -hmm. so it gives me the perspective to see, like, I can take this audition and constructed as, as a uh, uh, three-minute, one-man show. So I was able to do that on that audition. I was invited that day to read for uh, a role in one of the productions they had coming up next season, which Roz and I both agreed we counted as a callback. Callback! Callback! Uh, it's a callback! It's a callback! <laughs> Even though it's not on a different day and I didn't have to leave and come back, it's a callback. Yes. Um, and then, then the next week there, were, there was another round of auditions. And... Um, uh, so, I, 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 like a lot of actors, I really, in my opinion, I don't know what goes on in everybody else's head, but I suffer from whether I should even go to these things half the time or not. Yes, let me, let me give them a teeny bit of backstory, and that is that when we first talked, the first time I met Tim, the question on the table was really, should he go to these auditions? He didn't, he was, he didn't think that others were seeing him as an actor, and then he was known right. kind of exclusively as, a, you know, a cabaret performer. 
And, you know, he knew all the people. This is a small market. This is in the regions. He knew everybody. Okay, go ahead. Right. So I, I decided, well, I'm going to go because it seemed like the, one of the auditions was like they just wanted a two-minute monologue. I thought, well, I got something in my back pocket that I can do for them, which isn't going to take a lot for me, you know. And, and so I decided, well, I'm going to go. The second one was for a show that I thought there is nothing in this show for me. And it's just the type of show that I never even thought I'd be auditioning for. And uh, so I was really kind of writing it off and thought, you know, as a result of that thinking, I would have gone in and done a very generic kind of audition. And this was a company that I had worked for before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so and, and a company that I really liked and, and great, you know, great feeling and comfort around these people. But I just wasn't feeling jazzed about the production or any possibilities in it for me. Um, but uh, what I decided to do, you know, thank God for the Internet, right? I, th- I just Googled some things, and, and up popped a monologue. And I thought, oh, and it was from this particular show. I thought, I can do that. And it had a little bit of a link to a sheet music site for a, a song. This was a musical. A song uh, from the show. I thought, well, I can do that. And so I just started working it up, and as a result, I went into that audition and was very focused and gave a very specific audition. Now, as of, as of the uh, recording of this podcast, I have no idea whether I was cast, but I was called back. And, and the, the one I did that was the uh, audition prior to that, that was just the uh, two-minute monologue, uh, I got a call back from that, too. And wow. the thing that I, was, that I shared with Roz in our phone session uh, was that I was really happy that I was able and willing to not only go in there and be very specific about what I was doing, but focus myself while I was doing it. And when they gave me sides to read, you know, and there's a sea of actors at the callback that I didn't distract myself too much with socializing. And I was able to just detach from that and say, sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I got to go over this stuff in my head. So when I could walk in the room and it was my time to read, I knew what I was doing. I knew the choices that I had made. I, you know, I was able to make them and I was able to execute them. And I felt that even, and one of the auditions I know, uh, I did not get cast since we last talked, Roz. I found out that I was not cast. But mm-hmm. I felt really great that I went in and made a really strong impression with the director. And, um, and because I, was, I showed up for myself, as you say, you know. I'm so... Um, it, on the podcast, I was able to show up for myself. And that, that is a victory in itself for me. I just wanted to, you guys, do you hear the excitement? I mean, you can answer wherever you're listening, but you hear the excitement in, in Tim's voice. And this feeling, can you talk about what it feels like to um, have done sort of everything that you could do on your part for the audition? Yeah, you know, it gives me peace of mind. Yeah. Really, ultimately, it gives me peace of mind because I can leave the audition without kicking myself, without going, why was I distracted by X, Y, or Z? Why was I distracted mostly by the thoughts in my head? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I guess what's coming to me now is when, when an actor like myself is able to focus on the tasks at hand we are much less likely to be distracted by the what we think someone else is thinking, uh, the energy in the room, uh, you know, the, whether it's cloudy or rainy outside, whatever it is that we get ourselves distracted about, usually our own negative thoughts. And so if I can just concentrate on, 
oh, what is this character and how can I play it and how can I connect to it and how can I make it honest and real in the moment? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, and then leaving knowing, okay, you know, it, it really it really sucks to know that I don't have ultimate control over this, but that's just the reality. Right. And what, what is great is that I can control what I can control, which is, you know, to sum it up in that phrase, showing up for myself. And that, mm-hmm. that gives me a peace of mind, and I'm much more willing to let it go, mm-hmm. let the audition go. And even when I don't get cast, I'm willing, more willing to let it go quickly, more quicker, and, and then... I can move on to the next audition because I, I'm, I've been dangerously close to just not auditioning at all. And, and I know for a fact that my phone's not going to just ring. <laughs> you know? Right, right. So if I don't audition at all, I'm dead in the water. And uh, so if, if I can find a way of making my auditions um, sort of creatively rich for me, as, as you guys say so much on your podcast, I've, I've listened to probably every episode of your podcast over the years, mm-hmm. it just comes back to that an audition is an actor's chance to act. Right. And, and, and sometimes it's the only chance we have for a while. Mm-hmm. And so why give that up? You know, I might as well give myself that chance to be an actor, even if it's for 10 minutes. You know, it feeds it feeds my soul and it feeds my energy. And yeah, I admit, I want the part. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be picked, so to speak. Pick me, yes. Mm-hmm. Pick me, I know, which is the worst thing that I think <laughs> a lot of us suffer from. That pick me, pick me. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I do want the role and I do want the results, but I, I will never be able to stay in the game if I'm, if I don't, you know, kind of keep showing up for myself as, as we're talking about, you know, and, and I think, I think too, you know, if I may say this to any of your listeners who are, as, as you guys say, in the regions, right. Um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of great things going on in, in the theater community in St. Louis and talented people and professional people, but I don't feel there's a lot of, um, at least I have not found a lot of community in the sense of um, support for training and going through the process. It's kind of like everybody's out there on their own. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't, you know, going like, well, I'm fine, aren't you? You know? Yeah. I, I find that I find that I, I personally need that kind of uh, support to kind of keep me propped up along the journey. You know, not just going out after a show and bitching and moaning about the auditions that didn't happen, you know, which sort of feels like support for a few minutes, but then it's like you just get sucked down into the vortex of everybody's negativity, including my own. I've been there. Tim, you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> this is so... Why working with you, Rod, mm-hmm. in this short period of time mm-hmm. has been so helpful for me. And also another shout-out for all the great work you and Darby do is that, that podcast. You know, I've been, like I said, I've been listening to it for several years, you know, mm-hmm. And uh, it's been like a great support network for me, even though it's just this thing that I listen to. It's not a dialogue. Right. And, uh, so you guys do a great service for a lot of actors, you know, and, and I'm sure you've had that told to you many times. No, but it means so much to us because that's why we do it. Because I think there is this, um, it can be so isolating, the actor's journey. And for me, working with other actors, that's what keeps me feeling connected. And so I want to pass that along. And I know Darby feels the same way. I just feel that another thing I just want to point out to our listeners um, 
some of the special challenges that Tim is bringing up about being in the regions is feeling like known, feeling that everybody knows you and having a sort of a history. Hey, I've worked here. I've worked there. You know, I'm sort of old news. But what Tim did um, was that all of a sudden in this audition process, he Googled himself. And what happened, Tim, when you Googled yourself? <laughs> well, th- uh, there was a reason why I Googled myself. I just don't sit around in my spare time. Okay, maybe sometimes I do sit okay. around in my spare time and Google myself. <laughs> it's okay. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I have a performance coming up this weekend, uh, a cabaret show. It's all Cole Porter, and it's, uh, you know, so I, I'm in the process of, you know, marketing it and, mm-hmm. and pushing it. So I wanted to see if any... Uh, media outlets had picked up, you know, the press releases I sent out. So I Googled myself. And what popped up was something from a local publication. It's a pretty widespread, wide-read publication that I thought, what's this? And, and I clicked on it, and it was a uh, kind of a, uh, a little blurb about a performance I did earlier this year, which was a, another cabaret show. And, but the, the gentleman who wrote this uh, piece for this year, also reviewed me in a play about two years ago, uh-huh. and uh, it was a it was a musical, and uh, he two years ago he gave me a really nice review, which was great, and uh, so he brought up this review again. He said, "Go see Tim Shaw, and if he, if he is you know basically as effective and as strong as, as when he played this role and sang this song in this this play two years ago, then you're in for a real treat." So it was kind of like. Oh my God! I'm I'm getting a good review for something I did two years ago, and I didn't even know this was out there. This was from March, so it's been two months, and it just really it affirmed. You know, it, it hit at the same time as I was trying to prepare all these auditions and psych myself up and focus myself up for everything that I just talked about for the last fifteen minutes, and uh, so it, it came along at a great time, and um, you know. Uh, it just—it was just affirming, you know. It was just affirming, so I was just really grateful that I, I stumbled upon it. I just felt that that was so special because, basically, sometimes we get caught up in our own heads and and we're worried about how we're seen and if people, you know, um, are bored with us. And right there, right under your nose, was this great and nothing's better than an affirmation that's in print, honey. <laughs> Exactly. Something yeah. you can copy and paste. And I, yeah. <laughs> Immediately posted it on my Facebook page. You know, I thought I'm I'm taking I'm running with whatever I can get. You know, I don't get the amount of work that I'd like to get as an actor, so I'm like I'm putting it out there as much as I can. I think you should, and I think that you're like this great. I mean, I was literally high after you told me this story because I feel that when you've done all you can to to um to stand there and and show up for yourself and you get this and you got this little extra little affirmation and we don't know if Tim Tim is ultimately going to get the part but I know that we have to share that this is the time to celebrate honey this is the time because you've done all you can and in the audition whether he gets it or not and I want him to get it believe me he stood there in his power, did his work. And you know, the fact that he got called back in the room so many times shows that he made a fan, that those people respect him, are considering him. He's a contender for the role. And at that point, from sitting, talking from the other side of the table, 
it's just apples and oranges, right? It's like, who fits the costume, <laughs> you know? <laughs> or who looks better with, my, uh, with, with the girl who sings, you know, who can sing the high note? Or who, right. you know, and those are the kind of things that are not in your control. Or who reminds the director of, of uh, their ex-wife? You know, or who doesn't, right. you know, and those things you, you can't control. You've controlled everything that you can. You've put yourself out there and we really have to celebrate a job well done. And I know that even though I don't know how this particular audition will turn out, that this will give something. It will. It, there will be a result. There will be a payment. I don't know when. I don't know how. But there will be something that comes back from putting out this kind of energy. I mean, I know for myself, I'm already energized by it. So it's already giving back to others your, you know, your courage throughout this process. Yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. I wish we no. did. <laughs> I don't like that. But it's, it's the reality. Yeah, it really is. And... So, you know, let's talk about the little bit of the um of what's happened in the past when you weren't able to let go of a of an audition experience. What what happened in your mind? Oh my god, you know, I mean, truly, honestly, it just it gets really dark. Mhm. It, it it gets it gets so dark that I, you know, I'm going to quit doing this. Mm-hmm. Going to never talk to anybody <laughs> in the world again. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's just. I mean, I just get so. I, I truly get very. Um, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be talking this honestly, but what the heck, you know? It's, yeah. I, I I get really angry and resentful, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and then just filled with self doubt, and and then you know you see people succeeding, and that just you know puts salt on the wound even more, and. Uh, uh, and it just, you know, it just cripples you. And then and eventually you just don't go. You don't audition. You know, you let things go by. And, um, and Okay, let me said, just talk know, to the audience I, for a second. It's not going to happen if I'm not auditioning. Right. Raise your hand wherever you are if you can relate to that feeling. I mean, my hand is way up in the air. And the thing <laughs> is, <laughs> the thing about that is, is that it's a danger. It's a danger for us artists. Because, and it's dangerous on a lot of levels. It's dangerous because we play. I mean, an artist plays in our psyche. That's our play field, right? We convince our things, ourselves, our body, our mind, our emotions, that something not true is true, right? That's how we act. Right. And that's how we're able to express, you know, this ultimate truth. And when we use that power, our, our powerful, you know, psyche, and our instrument against ourselves, it can be devastating because we are that powerful. And the, the danger is, you know, the depression, the anger, the acting out. I'd like to think of it as, you know, we want to cut off our ear or we might want to eat ourselves from the inside. Those are the images that come up for me when I think of how that darkness or that, that anger or that resentment can feel. And basically, the only antidote is to look that sucker in the eye like Tim did it's, and get back to work. Just get back to work. And he started working on his next monologue. And you know it's there and it gets smaller. It gets smaller when, when you take your focus off of it. 
And the other danger, the other huge danger is that what if Tim quit acting? So that's the other danger, is that the person would give up their whole creative um, side of themselves. And the world, literally the world, humanity, would lose his gift. And I really do think that human beings would become less, um, uh, I don't know, we would lose, we'd be less if we didn't have art in the world. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. You know, Every time an artist quits, that's, that's, that's what we might lose. You might lose art. Right. And we, if we didn't have that, if we didn't have a movie to go and laugh at or a cabaret to go and lose ourselves in the music and the sound, you know, and instead, all we had to do was all the rest of our things, but no art. It's unimaginable, right? But every time an artist, we lose an artist, um, that's, that's what's at stake. So I really feel so thankful to you, Tim, that you walked through this fire, this emotional fire, and that you came out on this other side, and that you're able to share it with the rest of us, because you know there are listeners out there who are fighting the same battle, who are thinking of giving up. There have to be, yeah. Oh, of course there are. And there's also this, um, I got this, uh, this calendar from my husband and my son, and it had this quote. It was pretty funny. But it helped me because sometimes we look only at how much money am I making, right? And I'm like, am I making money from my art? And the quote from the calendar said, starving artists, stop trying to live off your art and get a job. Your art is supposed to feed the world, not you. (laughs) 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 And I like to think of that because I'm like, if I only judged by how much money I was making, I would surely be a failure. But when I look at it like, am I feeding the world or my little part of the world, you know, with, with my artistic efforts? And if the answer is yes, then you must keep going. You must keep going. Wow. And you might need, hey, it's a fucking recession. You might need a job. It's okay. Right. That's not a failure, you know, or, or find a creative way to make money um, as you do this. But please don't stop being an actor. Please don't stop. I would just be, it would be awful to me. Wow. Well, Roz, you're inspiring me. <laughs> well, you inspired me. Thank you so much, Tim. Sure. For having the courage to, to, to tell the story and for being so truthful about it. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I, yeah, I, I see no reason to go through this without, you know, being truthful about it and being on the podcast. I mean, I was, I was a little surprised when you asked me to tell this simple story on your podcast because I've heard so many great industry people, you know, are really in the trenches out there, you know, talk about what they do on your podcast. And I thought, well, what am I doing on this podcast? But, you know, if it can be of any assistance to anybody. And, and I thought, you know, it, it's also laying down the gauntlet for myself. You know, yeah, I had a, had a personal success of showing up for myself, but will I continue to do that? That's the challenge. And um, so if I say yes, when you said do this, I thought, okay, I'm just going to say yes to this. Yay! Well, we are all that much more blessed for it. And so everybody, cross something. Cross a finger, cross a toe, cross your eyes, I don't care, cross something that, um, that luck goes Tim's way and that 
um, th- that he gets the role. But if he doesn't, just send him and yourself and Roz, because Roz needs it too, that positive energy that keeps us all going in this great battle, you know, the war of art. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Rod. And thank you, Tim. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know you have to go, and I'm going to get this up as fast as I can. So, you guys, go out there. Um, So, Tim, any parting words for the audience? Uh, You know, just just keep listening to, you know, Mm -hmm. what what feeds you, and take care of yourself while you're doing it. And, uh, you know, try to fight the good fight, I guess, you know, and, and go... If you need to, I guess this is it. If you need support, ask for it. That's if you need right. Help, ask for it. That's right. Amen, brother. I'm sorry to be so religiosity, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Tim's got me all excited. Tim, you have a great day, and all of the listeners you, out Rod. there. Thank you. Have a great day, and keep fighting those auditions. Thanks for listening. This is Roz signing off on behalf of my partner, Darby Worley. Thanks. Bye. All right, Tim, that was great.